Welcome to the podcast in the pub with Mike Bradbury, the Cinema Technology Community Podcast. It was all very formal, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Too formal. Um, I'm here again with the regulars of Tony Purvis from Amblin Partners and Tony, Tony Markwick. Markwick. Tony Markwick <laughs> from the Picture House Uckfield and the Electric Birmingham. Not Umblin. No, not Umblin. No. no. <laughs> and we have our guest, which is Graham Lodge from Sound Associates. Yes, and what do you do, Graham? I'm a cinema integrator. Are you? Yes. That normally involves buying lots of equipment, knitting it together and selling it to various cinema operators. Knitting it together? Mm. Are we talking purl or knit stitch? Or... I couldn't help you on that one since I am not a knitter. <laughs> oh, in in that be... sense. Oh, I see. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. As long as you don't drop I... one, you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I've been ordered to. Yes. Um, are there any, is there anything else that you do? Um, I'm also vice president of the CTC. Oh, really? Yes. No. Yes. Right wow. Who the fuck? Is that a purely ceremonial role? <laughs> 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 it's all gone. I have no penny to wear as, as part of this role, uh, and also I have the dubious task of being um, treasurer and finance um, bod for the CTC as well. So I look after the bank balance, which is rather fun. Would you like a penny? Because I could knit you one. <laughs> Thank you, but no. <clears throat> Unless you could do one with the CTC logo. Of course I can. All the governors. That would be fun. CTC pence. That'd be good, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Woolen CTC pants. CTC. I've got my CTC pence on. (laughs) I haven't knitted those. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want anything to do with those, Kevin. Well, as the in the Point Mike Bradbury podcast, we always do. Mm. We always talk about cinema technology and usually some of the things that get sort of floated in occasionally around the table. Uh, usually when Kevin brings it up, um, but you know, you we, know we, we, we I'm never that controversial. Well, no, we have it. We t- today, listeners, we have a yellow card and a red card um, for for Kevin in case uh, you know things happen. He says things that we that we find. I'm just passionate about, I'm passionate about what I do, <clears throat> as we all are. Cool. So let's crack on with some of the topics that we have um, curated. Um, projectors, we believe, we, the reason we asked you to come on, Graeme, mm-hmm. is because we believe there's a problem with getting projectors out there. Um, can you elaborate on that? Yes, I mean, there have been, since the pandemic, the Covid, whatever we want to call it, Um, there have been various component shortages which have caused issues of supply of not just projectors but amplifiers, speakers, just about every piece of kit that we get to sell to cinemas. Mm -hmm. Some of them have been resolved now but others, uh, we're still looking at lead times of 8, 10, 12 months for certain items. It's that pesky chip thing now still. It's a variety of different components that affect different manufacturers in different ways. There's no one thing. Right. And but a year ago it was this chip, wasn't it, that was on the lot of projectors that all the car manufacturers had bought up, so they couldn't. couldn't. That's that's still affecting some things, but unfortunately the manufacturers they could retool and redesign all their Mm. boards to use a different chip, but the cost and the time Mm. that would take them to do that is just not economically viable to do it. So everyone just has to wait. So are projectors actually scarce at the moment, or is it specific types of projectors? Because I heard it was mainly the bigger ones. The bigger ones do seem to be affected more than the smaller 
models from all manufacturers. And why do you think that is? Is that because there's a shortage on chips per se, or is there an issue, I heard there might be an issue with the TI chip, the 4K TI chip? I couldn't possibly comment, but yeah. yes, there might be. There might be. Is that a politically correct answer, because you really know what you don't want to say, or which you can just say, yes, that is a politically correct, or we don't actually know? I don't personally know, oh, absolutely right, okay. guaranteed, but there are lots of rumours flying around the industry. Right, yeah, that, but that's, a, that's the point, is that I'm hearing rumours, I'm not hearing anything concrete. Mm. So I just wondered if you were the, the concrete man. I'm afraid not. No. 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 Slushy concrete. So that would be all 4K projectors for the TV? No, I think, I think I, I don't know. Um, I've heard that the, there's a, the, a couple of years ago they came out with the 4K chip that was on the, that was the 0.98 inch version. Okay. Rather than the is it one point two nine chip, um, and I think there's been some problems with that chip. There's been some callbacks of it, and it's caused a problem. Um, well, it's been problems with the chip itself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's been some failures, but I don't know. There's nothing concrete no. that I know of. Okay. So it's you know I was just curious if you'd heard more. No, only that um, there are certain models that we just can't get, yeah. and have no realistic timescales being given to us by the manufacturers. So we that's have to across look for all manufacturers, that's not just one particular manufacturer? Or? All manufacturers all have, manufacturers. are having some supply issues mm. at various points in their product line. Mm. Wow, wow. Um, and is that, cause, is, is, is that causing, us a, causing you a problem because people are asking for projectors and you can't supply them? Or you, is it is like, well, no one's asking for them anyway, it doesn't really matter, so it's kind of... It causes okay. us an extra level of challenge because we all from all the integrators you all have your favorite kit mm -hmm. or your preferred equipment or stuff that you think would work in a particular way for a particular customer but because of supply issues you can't necessarily supply that perfect solution to them so you have to look at alternatives alternatives to projectors alternate <laughs> models to projectors <laughs> so if you can't buy it from projector manufacturer a you have to go looking at projector manufacturer b right for what they have to offer to that customer. If you can't get speaker X, you might have to go and use speaker Y from a different manufacturer or different. I think you just triggered something with Kevin by saying speaker X. Oh, did I? <laughs> <laughs> Made a funny little jerk. Did I? Oh, no. No, it's a tick. I'm all for speakers. Um, nothing to do with plugging them into the mains. No. Um, so presumably then the, the answer at the moment is to plan well in advance. Absolutely, but also mm. talk to your integrator and be as flexible as possible. Mm. Don't be dead set on, I want this brand in my cinema. You might have to accept that you have something different for a period of time. Mm. And you never know, you might be pleasantly surprised. You never know. You just never know. You never know. Well, that is an interesting topic in and of itself, isn't it? Mm. How wildly different are these projects? I mean, it's probably a hottish topic. <laughs> but, I mean, you know... If they're all using a TI chip and they're all projecting an image, da, da, da. Oh, there's, a, there's a debate that could go yeah. on for, for years. <laughs> they, they, they have an identical specification, but yes. they look different. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I have engineers that favour one particular mm. brand over another because, in their eyes, they look better. Mm. Whether they are better or not is down to each person's individual perception of what mm. they're looking at. Sounds like S unconscious bias to me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
Good point. Yeah. Um, sound is exactly the same. Speakers. People prefer oh, JBL speakers uh, or people prefer QSC or Klipsch or KCS or whatever. Yeah. From and, and it's down to individual choice and, and to a, a certain extent, individual budget. Hmm. Do, you, do you think, sorry, this is like an absolute sidetrack. Do you think, going back to my unconscious bias comment, <laughs> that people are just more comfortable with brands that they've worked with before and that's entirely why they prefer them over others? Um, yes, I think people like to go with known brands mm -hmm. because they feel that a bigger brand mm. name is going to give them a better product, a more reliable product. Mm. So Better if, service, support, if we, spare parts. If we look at how the uh, how buyers have changed their habits in our humble supermarkets mm -hmm. due to cost of living crisis, do you think yep. that the same trend could happen in the cinema world where people are just forced into opening their horizons or broadening their horizons and then going for a brand that they're not necessarily au fait with, but are going to be pleasantly surprised. So is the quality there, it's just not been found and accepted yet? Good There's question. There's a diamond in mm. the rough out there. Mm. I mean, how many I manufacturers so. are there? No. I think the general rule of you get what you pay for does still apply. Okay. But there are okay. some instances where you get some items that are more at the budget end that do a remarkably good job. Mm-hmm. Um, servers for example that you get some people that say oh the user interface on a Dolby server is brilliant mm -hmm. it's amazing I can use it all day long but in a practical world nobody ever gets to use that because they drive their cinema from the theatre management system mm -hmm. yeah that yeah. does all that work for them so actually the choice of theatre management system is probably more important from an end user point of view yeah when sadly we're in the world of lesser experienced People operating that cinema. Notice how he footed around that <laughs> quite, quite carefully there. Let that man some more wine. Yeah, but that, no. that is a thing though. I mean, the software is vastly different, actually, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Different brands, and Absolutely. it's what you're cut. And, and in the end, what happens is you're really comfortable with this particular brand, and then you change, and you're flapping around, going, "Do I put it on manual? Oh my god, I don't know." It, it was the case and ten years ago. <laughs> probably more than that, when you had predominantly Dolby servers or Do-Re-Mi servers in the market. Yes. And people that knew how to operate a Do-Re-Mi loved their Do-Re-Mi's forever mm. and couldn't operate a, a Dolby for Toffee. No. And vice versa. Yeah. The fact that the timeline that you build your shows, one went side to side and one went up to down. <laughs> they couldn't cope with that. Well, now everything is driven from, from your TMS. TMS. Yeah, yeah. So you don't care true. what those servers are doing. No. But unless, you don't, unless you don't have a TMS. True. But uh, are there many theatres out there without TMSs? There are. Is it gonna, the, there are. Well, there are some, the but most of them have advertisers. The and when you've got adverts coming electronically yeah. that need to go into their places with ad blocks mm. and so they're so shown they, in the right way, you've got to have a TMS to do it. Yeah, it might not be a full-fat TMS, but, no, it's, but it's, it's, still, it's good enough to do, to do what you need it to do, yeah. mm. more or less. Although, actually, in my experience, it isn't. But, you know... <laughs> Some people like to run it manually. Yeah, yeah. I get that. but it's not practical if you've got lots and lots to do. No. Um, I just want to circle back to the projector availability. Okay. And if the you know there's only three, four, projector manufacturers in the world uh, for DLP 
uh, cinema grade um, projectors that is mm. why have we only got four well three three three, three and a half and <laughs> um, <laughs> um, why, why is that I understand the history behind that was when the DCI standard was first set up. There were only a limited number of manufacturers. They only wanted a small number mm -hmm. to, uh, in order to allow the massive R&D costs that would have to be put in by the, those chosen manufacturers to yep. be recouped. Yep. Otherwise, if you had 20 people that all had DCI compliant projectors, nobody would ever make their money back. But then Sony came in and they said, we're going to do our own. Yes. Um, and they couldn't really change the rules as long as somebody came along and said, but I've got something that does what DCI says it should do. Yeah. They couldn't really say now, no. Now other, other companies have come in and said, we can do what DCI have said that you can do, but we're not a projector, we're an LED screen. <laughs> why, why, why do you think... <laughs> sharp intake of breath from Mr. Markwick? Yeah, but why do you think that... They've come into the market from an LED screen perspective rather than make a projector with their own technology. None of those manufacturers have the current product range that has projection in it, I don't think. No, LG? Don't, LG don't they know do everything, Graham. <laughs> I think yeah, they, why do you know the answer? They, they, they perceive <laughs> there to be a gap in the market that they can fill by, you, by producing something that produces really good pictures from technology they already create. Yes. But that's a much more niche market than, than, than making a projector, isn't it? Absolutely. A direct view LG screen is yeah. going to sell far fewer than an LG DCI compliant projector, surely. They clearly think that there's well, a I mean, market there that's yes, no, going to... No, they do, but you, you know... Selling quantity. And maybe Logically, it will. you would think they would sell more projectors than they would direct view... You would think. I yes. don't know. I don't know. What do I but maybe they've come to the conclusion that the existing projector market is saturated. Mm. But it's the same space that they're occupying. Yes. So if it is saturated, why would you think that someone would come in with an LED screen and expect you to move to that rather than a projector if it's the same market, effectively? Maybe it's something that they're looking to put into your... PLF type environment. Oh, no. oh. I said we'll, we'll move on to that. We'll, okay. on. we'll, we'll save it for later. As That's being different, it, dif card. it differentiates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but does it though? Sorry, I've got a mouthful of cheese straw. It's not very, <laughs> not very professional, is it? <laughs> it's not a mouth for radio. So, <laughs> so there, are, there are projector manufacturers like Epson yeah. and BenQ. 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 Their cheap projectors are amazing Epson. for the money. Those BenQ oh, projectors. Optoma. Stunning. Incredible. Yeah, mean, for like 1,200 quid, you know. How come they've not created a DCI spec projector? You, you know these people. Because they're, they're a... <laughs> you, don't really you have dinner with them. They're a step <laughs> apart from... Well, well, a large step. Country mile apart from the, the stuff that Barco and... Christie and uh, NEC are producing. Yeah, they are, but Christie started off with, you know, creating, mind you, I suppose Christie did do 35mm projection, projection did, as well, didn't they? Yeah, Barco never well, did. No, but Christie did do... Yeah, I tried of, lacing one up once, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Christie made, um, you know, for lack of a better term, domestic projectors, you know, conference room projectors um, as Yeah, well. they bought them in. Mm. They were a sub-manufacturer for 
So one of them can't remember. So why why have we not got? I'm just trying to understand. You know, if we've only got three. Well, we had four. We've now, then we went to three, mm. and then obviously GDC brought one out that was a, a very specific mm. one. It's quite small. Quite a niche so, market that one, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite a niche one, which you know apparently works very well. Yeah, um, it's great. I think. Know, but it's um, you know the, it seems to me like there's a a gap in the market, if particularly if you consider that the three that are supplying are not supplying them very quickly. Mm. But I think any entrant to that market would have the same component supply issues. Yes. So, oh, okay. so, right. so if, they, if they were to bring it in, it's like, well, we've not got enough. We, we don't see there being enough of a footprint for us to take over. Mm. And therefore, it doesn't, doesn't make any difference. We're not going to... If you, if you take a BenQ little yeah. £1,200 projector, <laughs> yeah. they're looking at a total worldwide oh, huge, spend of... of yeah. Making I don't know two hundred three hundred thousand units. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas that same model in a DCI world might be five thousand, mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. How many screens are there worldwide? I do do. Come on, you should know this. One. <laughs> I know. I know it's oh, more than oh, fifty. Oh, oh, more than fifty and less than a million. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> uh, I had a good question then. I forgot what it was. Um, How many screens in the UK? Uh, less than, more than 50 and less than a million um, but, I should know three eight no no but like actually that. the interesting thing I mean what's interesting I think is that how many sites out there are at the end of life projectors mm. Well, none of them so, because we've well, no, no, I because, because we've all sent out a white paper that uh, tells you how. No, to, no, I uh, understand <laughs> that, but those still right. I mean, I believe there are a lot of series one still out there. Mm -hmm. You know, and are they going to? I mean, it, and it's not the it's not the the TI chip that's going to fail, is it? It's the for series it's one the projectors, power supply. Or the you're, you're now in scavenge scavenge mode. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. You're now having to take them from other machines that have been taken mm -hmm. out of service and swapping yeah. power supplies and yeah. Yeah. TI yeah. boards. Yeah. Balance That's the only that way because I don't think any of the manufacturers still support spares for Series ones. Mm. Not that I know of. But there's no. quite a lot out there, I believe. I think I, I think it depends on the part. I think mm. I think they've probably got a you know a shelf at the back that they've got a few things there mm. that they can say, oh yeah, we happen to have one of those, but not in a reliable. Oh, we've fashion. got shelves oh, and shelves of stuff of, of yeah, yeah. stuff that we've stripped down old Series yeah. ones. Yeah. And we try and document them as much as possible. There are 215,777 digital projectors worldwide. Did you just summon that up for me? I did. Um, what, I what's the source material, please? Richard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not to be trusted. I communed with the, with the oracle. Yeah. Tell me how many and I, projectors. I'm, I'm sure... Yeah. David Hancock or someone like that could probably give us stats of exactly yeah. what mix is of David Marcos, Hancock Christie's, NECs. He's yeah. screaming right now exactly the exact yeah, numbers <laughs> <laughs> to the tenth. Which yeah. isn't, I mean, for a, yeah, for a manufacturer, I guess that's not an enormous number, is it? it it's not in terms no, of no, what they a, normally make. Yeah, what they would, they, what they would but, produce. It's a lot if you're going to transition like we did in oh. the... You know, in 2011, 12, to, yeah. to change the whole world over from 35 mil to digital mm. was an incredible. That was feat. that was big business, but then it because they were made to last, mm. rightly so. 
it, it obviously but, slows down. Well, but were they made to last? Well, well the, there's still oh, a lot the DCI, going. Yeah, that's we, a good question. There's still projectors out there that have been running for 15, 16, 17 years. Yeah, but that's, yeah, but that's a baby in terms no, of 35 mil. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> in comparison, in comparison to 35 mil, absolutely, mm. it's not the same. It was just barely running after 15. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could argue that the whole industry is fairly controversial, but it's been hoodwinked into putting in newer equipment that doesn't last anywhere well, near as long as the old stuff That did. was always, uh, what, I mean, I understand why it happened, and actually I wouldn't want to go back to blanket 35mm, I really mm. wouldn't. But at the same time, we all had something that worked. It yes. did not work. Mm. That's yep. the thing. It and worked we, perfectly we went well, from a world standard to a world now. standard, which was mm. no mean feat. No, So absolutely. DCI did a bloody good job of no, that, absolutely. achieving absolutely. that. Absolutely, and I wouldn't want to go back to, to, to 35mm on a day-to-day -day basis, but yeah. yeah. I, was, I discovered some of our old archive of cinema technology magazines, and I found mm. one from 1976. Dear God. Right. Where did you find that one? There. <laughs> all films will be on a television screen. <laughs> no, there was an article talking about the science of recycling 35mm print oh. and how to do it and, and the challenges of doing it. Burn it. Well, probably in those days that was the right solution. Just burn it. <laughs> Stick it in a big pile, add petrol and match. Stand back. That was before the days of a thousand prints, wasn't it? When, I mean, mm. in the UK mm. we didn't have... You, know, you were lucky if you got 150 prints of a, a release in, in those days. Yeah. There was, was also a photo of my dad yeah. in, a, in a conference venue with Max Bell at the other end of the table right. giving discussions on, and, and presentations to the um, members who had attended this meeting about these new Americans who were bringing in new product from the States that might be of interest to UK cinema operators. Mm. Yeah, what was it? In Dolby processors, amplifiers, oh, speakers... Oh, yeah. Because then the UK yeah. ran on Westrex speakers. Yeah, yeah. Westrex None speakers. None of this JBL American stuff. 12 watt valve amp. <laughs> <laughs> it worked though. And Dolby, Dolby um, CP50 processors, everyone thought were American, were actually made in Clapham. Oh, yes. They, yeah, Dolby was. Oh, that's over what here, Clapham was. Yes. yes. You keep saying, Clapham Road. but at least it worked. Mm. Yes. Does that mean it doesn't work anymore? What, mm. what, what? What do you mean? What, what does, does digital it? projection not work anymore? Uh, no, it does. Of course it does, yeah. But you have to kind of... Uh, yeah, no, it mostly it works most of the time. <laughs> I think, I think are, you know, it's a turn it off and on and on again, really, is, is, yeah. is, is, is what you have. It's, it's, it's like cars and motorbikes. Like, I can fix my motorbike, which is 30 years old, yes. but I can fix a modern motorbike because I need to plug it in and, yeah, and that's I think yeah. that's kind of where you go with that. No, yeah. I think actually my point Mike was that we didn't have to change because we had a technology at work. That's mm. what I meant. Mm. I didn't mean digital doesn't mm. work. Yeah. But we were all quite happily running 35 million and I could take that print and I could run it in Moscow, I could run it in Bangkok, I could run mm. it in Sydney and it would work. Mm. You know, and and uh, you know, so that, that's what that's what I meant. It, mm. it it worked, and we were happy with it. Mm. But you know, that's that's old news. We, no, there's no point just, we like, crying over that now. We like KDM so much. Though. Oh, we love KDM. <laughs> oh, red card. Oh. We, got, we got told off for talking about <laughs> yeah. red, red, red cards. We got told off for talking about KDMs. Did we? Yeah. Oh. Well, I did. Really? Like, oh, you're going over KDMs again. Again. <laughs> well, that's obviously by someone who doesn't have to deal with them. It was anymore. actually. It was. It was. But <laughs> like, yeah, I think. Um, 
I mean, I suppose, would you say then that that, that's an interesting question, does that keep the price high because there are so few digital projector manufacturers? I mean, it's a sort of vague-ish question, and I wouldn't expect it to, you know... I don't believe so. Way. No? No. And, uh, I mean, yeah, they're all crazy expensive, obviously. <laughs> but um, But I, I never really got the impression that they're, you know, no one's ever come out and said, yeah, but, you know, they're like rocking off shit, these things. You right. Know, really, you know, you've got to get Indiana Jones to find them nowadays. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, uh, I don't get that impression. Um, and they have come down considerably from... I think the original series ones were all conceived on a non-DCI machine that was converted to a DCI spec machine by right. adding all the security. Oh, okay. So they were probably more spec'd up towards the larger screens because you converted the larger screens first when you went to digital and then you backfilled the mm. sm smaller ones afterwards. Mm -hmm. And because of 3D. Because of 3D. 3D. 3D because Well, it did, yeah. My bloody Valentine. That was my first mm. 3D movie. Well, yeah, well <laughs> there was a combination, wasn't there? Of, of a, there was the one in the UK, because the, uh, what was it called? The um, DSN, wasn't it? Which mm -hmm. actually, that, 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 that must have helped a wee bit in rolling oh, massively. out quicker. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it needed something to start that rollout. Yeah. Mm. And then, because we were all supposed to be playing Tree of the Wooden Clogs 2 on our DSN projectors... But sob that I'm putting Avatar on in 3D. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's the, I mean, it, it was Which in, is what happened. It was installed because it was like, look at this great new technology and everyone's going to love it because there's no scratches and uh, mm. you know, the 500th mm. showing is the same as the mm. first one. And everyone mm. went, where's the scratches? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I want more scratches. It wasn't the quality that everyone went, oh my God, we've got to buy more of them. The quality's amazing. It was the fact that they could monetize yeah. the 3D that mm. made everyone's ears prick up and yeah. say, hey, we can make money off these projectors. Let's get more in, um, and that's what kickstarted it, basically. But I, I think the Series One projectors were probably built with a much longer life cycle anticipation than later series. Okay. Why so I think because they were taken from roadie machines, typically mm. projectors that were designed to be humped around in the back of a of a van and do lots of concerts and stuff. So they mm -hmm. were built solidly. Yeah. Mm. They well, were built yours. to last. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. So well, he hasn't eaten as well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's going to go. Let's do Yeah, okay, right. Which is why your Series 1 projectors are still going. Mm -hmm. Albeit, well, you're now not scrabbling around for parts. Oh, that's yeah. not because they're they're still failing. It's just available to your spares, which is causing people to go to newer replacements. Mm. Yeah, I've got I'm not so sure. Say they don't build them like they used to already. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that Series 2s and Series 3s will last as long because they've been built to a budget yeah the first ones were converted the second ones were built to a budget the third ones were built to give more flexibility and we're now talking of putting lasers in them making them more appropriate for use by but, saving energy and but for an exhibitor this is a significant change isn't it i mean the exhibitors have been told change. from day one that they need that, the first one may have been funded through VPF. The mm. second one will not. No. And everyone has been told from day one, you need to be putting money away to be mm. able to fund your replacement. Very few have. 
But you know, you I might keep, be good. Yeah, you've but been, yeah, but I, you know, I could the I, away. I could keep my Westar going as long oh. as you want me to keep it going, as long as I yeah. keep it oiled and cleaned and mm-hmm. and, and maintained. So yeah. this is a significant. I mean, maybe now there aren't exhibitors like me around that remember those days. So it's not such a cause of anxiety for them that the projectors have to change every X number of years. I My old adage was that the thirty-five mil projector would outlive the building you put it into. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it was, but it was mostly never a thing. right. For my dad, it was he never a thing. He, 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 when we took the cinema in Upfield in 1964, mm. he bought some new Westar 2001s and oh, they'll, they'll see me out. You know, that was his, that was his attitude, that they would see him out, mm. that they would last forever. The mm. big fives that I put into Milton yeah. Keynes in 1985 yeah. were only taken out three years before they mm. destroyed the building. Oh. So... Well, like job. I say, maybe there aren't exhibitors around that remember that, so it doesn't. It's not such a cause of anxiety for them mm. that it would have been for old old school exhibitors, maybe. But it's it's now a life cycle. It's like renewing like your foyer. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. you have to renew your projection equipment. Mm. You have to renew your sound system to deal with all the latest gizmos, and you have to look after your foyer to make sure that people are encouraged to come into your cinema to go into the, mm. the so cinemas a, behind it. Here's an interesting question. I've read a really interesting book recently. Mm. I read a book. Mm. I read a whole book. How long did it take you to read? Oh, months. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> you listened to it, didn't you? I did. <laughs> okay, I listened, I listened to a book. Um, and uh, it, was in, it was interesting, actually, because I know this is a, 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 a bit of a, a bit of a, it causes Mike a bit of anxiety, this kind of thing. Um, no, there's no need for a red card. Well, it's ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was a, actually it's a book called Nudge, which you may may or may not have heard of. Anyway, um, and one of the things that they say in this book is never buy the extended warranty mm. because mm. it's an utter waste of money. Mm. <laughs> and I just wonder what you thought about because obviously a digital projector is slightly different than a toaster. I do I do mm. appreciate that, but you know how how much have we spent on extended warranties that we haven't haven't actually collected on over the years i don't know it's kind oh, of a, there's a double-edged sword there. Yeah. How, how, <laughs> yeah. how well has the projector been built in the first place yeah. or the, the device mm. projector server audio yeah. processor whatever if it's been built well to a price that you can afford to buy it shouldn't fail mm. things fail how critical are is the failure yes. of that thing Mm. to keep you on the screen, to keep people coming into your cinema, to buy, keep buying the tickets, etc., mm. etc. Et yes. yes, I understand that. It's one of those wonderful things with an extended warranty where if you can afford to replace it at the drop of a hat, then there's no point. But if you are struggling and you need that security, then you should yes. definitely, definitely have the extended warranty. Yes. Well, here's the thing, and it might be something interesting for you could look at, Mike, actually, which is... If uh, the, So the suggestion in this book was that what you do is you don't buy the extended warranty. What you do is you put the money away mm-hmm. that you would have spent on the extended mm. warranty. Yeah. And then actually you end up with more money left at the end if your light engine goes or your whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can dip into your fund of... of, of, of your pot. Your pot of, of, of extended warranty that I didn't buy mm-hmm. and still have loads left. A f- fun parallel here into the yes. normal non-projector world. If you do that with your pet insurance, also works out well. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> the dog gets run over, you're quitting. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, but again, mm. it depends on how much the warranty is in the first place as well. Well, they were quite significant, particularly in the early days. I don't know how it works they're, out now. But yeah, but I'm, they're I'm not projected. bad now. Yeah. Uh, no? Well, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, uh, to be honest, I, I can't remember what they were. No one really, apart from the finance people, I suppose, and nobody really looked at what the extended warranties were on the VPF deal because someone else has paid for it. Mm. Yes, right. Okay. Exactly. That was all. Really, you were insulated from it. Yeah, and but that's it's a lot more relevant now than yeah. not paying for it, and now it's coming out of exhibitors' pockets, mm. and they're they're looking a lot closer at you mm. know the value point, mm. um, and whether that's and also I think it, it depends. You know, if you've got. You know what? Yeah, two or three screens. Two or three four screens, screens. Five screens. It's yeah. It's a big difference whether you have an extended warranty compared to whether you've got three hundred screens. Three hundred or, or three thousand yeah. screens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's, no, a, it's a big say. difference um, because it's the, the price point is massive. Yeah. Um, and then it, then it all boils down to I suppose the value of it. You know, do you think you're getting the right value from it? And that will ultimately depend on how much it costs in the first place. And the extended warranty also is dependent on who you bought that from, mm. because if something has gone wrong in your projector, the manufacturer might say, "Yes, we agree, it's failed under warranty. Here's that replacement. You still need plug." In an integrator to come and replace that for you. But also, in a good period of time. Uh, mm-hmm. When we're having mm-hmm. a struggle with actually providing replacement parts, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> ah, oh, <that's laughs> and, and they're point. not readily available, no. then surely your extended warranty at the moment is a, worth nothing because you can't get the, you can't get the parts replace to replace yeah. it. Well, that, that's, are, that's mm. actually a knock-on effect. Yes, because what because people might have extended warranties for a sound processor or a projector. Mm. What happens is that if you've not got a warranty on it, then the people supplying the parts, if they are scarce, they will prioritize the people who have an extended warranty oh, okay. compared to the ones who don't. Right. Yeah. Because they've obviously committed early to right. it. But that's, that's... I didn't even know you could get an extended warranty on a processor. Yeah. yeah. And it's really not a lot of money. But again, it's a critical item. Mm. If your well, audio pressure yes. goes fucking on, on the middle of your Saturday afternoon mm. and you lose three shows because of it, mm. yeah, I, I, or I, I, directly yeah. before an NT live performance where you're charging 30 quid a ticket in a 300-seat auditorium, that's a lot of money you've just mm. lost. There are other alternative content providers. <laughs> Sorry, yes. <laughs> <coughs> your Eurovision... Yeah. Uh, this Saturday. You know, I'm not doing the Eurovision. I'm not doing it. No, because it'll be on all night. It'll be on until like God midnight. Forbid. I'm going to be in France, so maybe maybe I can watch it in France. Oh. And we're back. We've um, got some more drinks. Mm. So, Graham's. Um, Graham's, I'm a plural now. Okay. <laughs> yes, Graham's. Um, bit of a Borat joke there. Um, it's not funny if you have to explain it. No, it isn't. Not Sorry. a film I haven't seen. So. Um, projectors, the UK Cinema Association event. Yes. There's lots and lots about energy saving and being carbon neutral and lots about laser projectors. Did you get inundated with requests about laser projectors after that? or was Surprisingly, it... we did. Did you? Yes. We yeah. actually had lots and lots of our customers who contacted us and said, everything that was What's being discussed there, about? what can we do about it? Because yeah. anything that's going to save them thousands off their electricity bill, mm. they're actually very interested in looking at 
what the cost would be of converting to laser mm. and how that could work for them. And did that do it for them, or did they go, oh, well, they didn't tell us that. <laughs> it doesn't be that much money. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> or were they like, yeah, that's, that sounds reasonable, I sign me up. Generally, people have been very, very positive about the, the prices that we've given them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Good. I do see um, that it's been a, a very worthwhile conference in terms yeah. of its outcome. Superb, superb. Well, that's, um, that's good news all round, certainly for you. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully. So are there any other th any other things that we can m save energy on? Because there was a lot of talk about projectors that day, mm. laser projectors, and I get it, you know, laser projectors, it's a big saving, it's a big cost, it's a big cost saving. But are there any other th sort of easy wins, quick wins that we can look at, you know, done some work with amplifiers and, um, you know, are we naturally getting um, less energy consumption uh, with the new servers that are out there, the new TMSs, the, are there any other systems that we cinema operators can install that will manage their energy? Have you looked into anything like that? I, I think that the second biggest saver of energy apart from going to laser is by putting an integrated media server inside the projector rather than an external server. Yeah. It surprised me but I've, I've seen feedback from a number of people that the power savings are quite significant. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that. We, we did quite significant. It's about eighty percent less power. What? Really? Really? Yeah. It's wow. not a huge amount to start with. No. But yeah. it is percentage worth. But you know, in terms, of, I mean, talking as an independent now, these, I mean, for Mike, these are massive savings over. Uh, but you know, is is are these? If you've got one side, two sides, three sides, this outlay to laser isn't quite, you know, it's not quite not quite the massive saving, is it? I saw some stats from one of our customers in the West Country where the saving equated to about £7 a show. Wow, okay. In electricity savings between, because they had two parallel screens, one was Zen and one was laser. Mm -hmm. Right. And they happened to have individual electricity mm -hmm. meters for each screen. Right. Mm -hmm. So they could they knew it exactly, okay. and it was about £7 per so 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 show. So if they had a laser projector with an IMS... Yeah. Would that be ten pounds a show? Uh, it would make it seven to seven pound fifty a show. It's gotcha. it's relatively Minimum. small. Yeah. The, um, the, the thing is, I mean, eighty percent less power is a lot, but it wasn't using loads of power in the first place. Gotcha. Right. Okay. But the other thing is looking like at power amplifiers. It's there are lots and lots mm. of different types of power amp out there, um, but the different designs. Some of them still pull quite a lot of power even when they're doing nothing. Mm. So the other big power saving is making sure that you turn their amps off at night. Yeah. And even if you're in a big multiplex, if you can automate that so that when you run your end of show, yeah, there's the last show at night, yeah. it turns the lights off and it turns the amps off. Well, yeah. how, how do you do that? Yeah. Please? Hold on, how, how do you Clever turn... Clever magic. Yeah, how do you turn the amps magic? off? Magic? Like, That's yeah. not going to fly, A variety of different ways, depending on the age of the amplifiers and what facilities you have. I mean, I've been out of this game for a while, and mm. I used to have to physically turn mine off. Yeah. Are you switch. talking about QCIS? <laughs> not necessarily. QCIS can do it easily, but um, there are, depending on the amp model... Can you turn them on have, again, though? Yes, they just have remote oh, right. controls that okay. put them in, either into a deep standby mode, Deep oh. standby. I'm in that most Yeah, days. I they feel like that. Then they could be woken up today. in the morning. <laughs> um, but, um, but yes, yeah, so, some of that that could save easily four or five pounds a night. Yeah. 
Have you seen? Do you have any of these in your sites, Mike? Uh, we don't have that. Yeah. Um, whatever you're talking about, we're doing some trials with some things. Um, well, um, Unique have come up with this thing, haven't they? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that. That yeah. looks quite interesting, I think. Yeah, we got one of them on trial. You have? Mm-hmm. Oh, how's Sorry, it going? For the uninitiated, please tell us what this is. Well, this is a. a so basically, from the TMS, you can control. You can control not just your amps and your projectors, but it'll also turn off displays in the foyer oh, and wow. computers and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff mm-hmm. so it'll shut the building down at night effectively I feel like I need to get a part time job in yeah. the cinema again because <laughs> I just I feel like I'm really missing out on these uh, technological leaps I'm quite excited about I'm quite excited about that is it is it I mean, well, my local's hood is field so it, the TMS will create the contact that says yeah, put that screen to it's sleep. actually quite yeah. a simple it still idea needs isn't a bit it? of hardware on the hardware end of it to actually end, yeah. do the turning yeah. off amplifiers yeah, exactly. and it's not just a little switch so it's not like, dealing with it's not like Wallace power. and Gromit, wrong trousers. This no, is it, much more sophisticated. It needs to be done in a controlled <laughs> yeah. manner. And, and it, it'll also <laughs> do things like it can be linked to the ticketing system. Yeah. And this isn't just unique doing this. There's other oh, people doing so it. So if there are no tickets sold, you can just, it'll it turn will, things it off. It will automatically switch the lamp off. Mm. Right. And well, I think what they're working on, and I hope they don't mind me saying this, because I'm sure Erwin said it in Norway, um, but they're also working so that it will mute the sound Yes. as well oh, okay. because if you mute the sound then obviously it's not drawing the energy yeah. Yeah. Um, so but you really should still play the film through yeah because of the advertising otherwise yeah. it can come through if people are checking it can come through as a missed show yeah so you can still play the film through but you switch the lamp off you mute it you turn the lights down you switch everything off that but makes... isn't it the case now that the Ticket system is now linked to the advertising system that reports back to the advertisers yes, for yeah. every show it's how many gray, tickets were sold it's for a that. Grayer area, that one is. Yeah. So if they exactly. know that nobody was in there, then they, you won't get paid. Yeah, no, you just want to save power as much as possible it, if there's no admission. one in the room. It's admission based, so if there's nobody right. in there, you won't you won't get yeah. paid. Really? That doesn't seem fair. That's tough. So you've gone to all well, the hardware no showing the advert, but there's no, no. eyeballs looking at it. Oh, advertisers are aware that people do not turn up until 15 minutes after the advertisers well, start time. Well, that's our concern. Oh. I think the point is that the, the admissions are reported to the advertisers, mm. and they pay out based on those number of admissions. Paid. I think that's, well, maybe this is a topic for another day, but I think that's really unfair because it's not, that's not necessarily up to you I th- well to I you. think I mean that all comes from the digital rollout because in the olden days when you oh, had God, 30, have no idea, yeah. 35 mil black week and a red week yeah. and you just oh. alternated oh, the real that was a radical thought as well. yeah. if you can now get ITV and you pay your subscription and you watch your ITV without adverts if you pay yes. more for your cinema ticket can you get to watch it without well, adverts <laughs> As a cinema owner, I need the revenue from the yeah. advertising. Yeah, but so. if you're getting more money by selling the ticket at a higher price... Yeah. Well, there are other ways for me to sell the ticket at a higher price <laughs> and, and maintain the advertising revenue. Mm, okay. So, you know, it, it, uh, yes, but turning stuff off seems like a mm. great thing. Well, I mean, me. we've, we've been turning stuff for a while, but if it's all automated and connected to all the systems, that's wonderful. But I do remember the days of phoning down to front desk being like oh which screens are empty and they'll be like oh screen seven's empty so then you go turn the zen on off and turn off the amps yeah. and then you'd have a frantic call saying oh no there were Someone's at least three people in there idiots and, turned up and they were in the back row oh no 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 they were already sat in there and, yeah. and they'd just got it wrong on the front yeah. desk and then they'd all have to riff on their tickets as well uh, well there was screen jumpers 
screen jumpers. Yeah, there's a few of those. So like the air conditioning is really fierce. Oh no! I mean, they move from one screen. <laughs> but um, like a sci-fi portal game, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But um, no, so, but I like that idea. I like that idea. So yeah, do you? Wait, wait, so I'm a. Um, I've just built my own new cinema. I yeah. come to you, Graham, and say, um, "What kit should I put in?" Mm. You say, "Well." What, what's your priority? Do you say do you want to earn it? These are all your energy saving things, but they might be a bit more expensive, or these are actually all energy saving stuff because they just all are now, or or what? What, what do you advise on things like that? We would give them a range of options. If you mm. want budget, it's this, but it's not necessarily so flexible or not so controllable. If you pay a little bit more, you can control it. You can turn it off at night, which will save you money. So over the course of 12, 18 months, it's paid for itself. Mm -hmm. So it's like a a cheap and cheerful, but it's not particularly energy efficient, or you can go bells and whistles. And I think, like all our customers, we want to have a relationship with them. Therefore, we need to talk to them about what their aims and ambitions are with that space. Mm -hmm. um, even to the point of, what do they want to do with that cinema when it, it's not showing films? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can we help them do other things with it? Mm -hmm. Use it for AGMs? Can they do Teams meetings? Can they mm -hmm. do... So, whatever. To a COVID yeah. vaccine centre. Does anybody ever come in and say, I want the best picture and sound I can possibly have? Yeah. And I don't care if it's not energy efficient. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Stanley Kubricks of the world. Yeah. We do have some customers where money is yeah. no object and we yeah. say thank you very much. Oh. I thought that was you, Kevin. No, it's not me. But I mean, you know, obviously. Well, the, you put laser in, haven't you? Uh, in Birmingham, yeah. Oh, right. So you wouldn't have any. Historical data. Not really. Seen. No, they're fairly new. So um, no. Has anyone mm. tried to look directly into the laser yet? Well, here's the funny thing. I mean, the porthole is literally three foot off the bloody Don't say deck. That. You're not allowed to say that. Are you not? Oh no, <laughs> no. sorry. No, it's, it's a good ten feet high. But you sorry, know, no one's come out with singed that. eyeballs yet. Uh, if we refer back to our previous podcast, where yeah, has a, about the a, fence, you hazard distances. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that optical hazard distance. Kind yeah. of nonsense. Yeah, let's cut, let's cut that. It's not. Yeah. It's not. No, it's not. There's there's, there's been people objecting Lazed. to it in some countries. Glazed um, eyeballs. Some we had one report. Um, or we, I heard of one report where yes. the local council had said that. Two meters wasn't enough. What? Um, what? We, we want it higher. Like um, someone going to bring in their own little hop-up step. Like yeah. <laughs> no, to avoid little Johnny standing on yeah. somebody's shoulders and staring into the beam. At which Bloody point it's yeah. then yeah. the cinema's fault. So it, the, the point not. means that people are looking at it. You know, it's not something that we um, we can ignore really. It's no. like a little dog collar cone around the porthole. <laughs> yeah. Mm. People. Are I mean, you know, you look into a. People are silly, aren't they? You look down the barrel of a carbon arc, it's going to hurt your eyeballs, mm -hmm. isn't it? It's going to, yeah. I mean. Yeah, but the, the, and we're going off here on one hour, aren't we? But yeah. um, the, the thing is, that there was regs and regulations and with Zenon. It's just no one. Did no one knew they were. <laughs> no one knew they were. It was just. Like a lot of things with digital, mm. all of these regulations and standards came out the woodwork and it all became much more mm. prevalent to everybody. So people are like, oh, we didn't never realise we needed to do that. Mm. Well, you do. Yeah, well. Nobody so. ever shot colours or set light level outputs with a 35mm projector. Mm. No. You just turned the Rectivar up till it looked nice. Mm. Yes, well, yeah. that's true. Colour was whatever came out of Technicolor that week. 
Well, I suppose to some degree, assuming the xenon is the right colour temperature. Which you have no control over. No, but you would hope the manufacturers would supply you one with the right colour yeah, temperature. Yeah, but your mirror could have affected it, surely. Yeah. Oh, if it was a really bad mirror. mirrors or stands. Yeah. 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 Huge difference. Yeah. yeah. And actually, Sorry, the print. We, we really are. We digress. We digress. <laughs> but the prints. <laughs> I remember in my day. The prints themselves, actually, because you could, you know, I mean, in the olden, olden days, you know, they would map the, the print that came out would be real one to five, would be from that print run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But actually, in the days when they just went, oh, oh you know, like, a, like, like um, you know, deck of cards. You can have a slightly green real one and a slightly mm. red real two and yeah, a slightly yeah. blue yeah. real three. I experienced that. Yeah. But there was yeah. nothing you could do about it. No, so no. You just no. nobody came out and said, excuse yeah. me, I do believe real three was a slightly different colour to real two. <laughs> <laughs> can I have my money back, please? Yeah. <laughs> I used to say that. Did you? <laughs> you were that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, used to, I used to notice that. Yeah, well, I noticed it, but there's nothing I could do about it. No, no, there wasn't. No. No. Um, but we, when we rehearsed the print, if it did change colour dramatically, yes. then we would do something about it. We'd ring them up and say, Right, I mean, if you fall in the West End or whatever, yeah. yeah possibly, ring up Richard Hundle. Hundle. in the West End. You'd get another yeah. print. In the West End. Oh, right. Not with an accent like that, do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like you're working the West End. <laughs> 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 I'll send you a photo I found of UCI, AMC Warrington. All oh, right. Get opened. Cool. Yeah. I wasn't there then. I hated no, that cinema still... when it first opened. Yeah. But I was an Odeon guy. I was like, I'm not I'm never going to that cinema. How dare they build a new building yeah. there? <laughs> and then I worked there. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see that picture. Mm. Um, cool. So uh, we digressed a lot there. It's um, right. Quite a lot. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun. We, we, we did. It's That's sorry. why we're here. That's we'll why people are listening yeah. to. We're I'm in the sure They're listening to us in the bath. Comedians do it all the time. Oh. <laughs> so um, they want to listen to this podcast in the bath. Please, 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 please email vote. in. <laughs> very, very <laughs> slow. Send photos. Yeah, send pictures. Send pictures. Of you in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> listening to the CTC in the pub in my favourite. Bubbles cl- covering yeah. the uh, appropriate appendages. <laughs> but I think we're at the time where we start talking about the ploofs. The oh, ploofs. The no. ploofs. Yeah, right. We're, a bit of history. We were always going, what should we talk about in the podcast, guys, in our little WhatsApp group? And Kevin went, can I talk about PLFs? Because they get on my nerves. Yeah. <laughs> well, they get on my nerves because it's not an actual thing, is it? Well, it's it is, like, really. Well, no, it's not. It is. How is it? How is it not? Because premium large format, what does it mean? Is it 70 mil? Is it Cinerama? Is it IMAX? What is it? Is well, it anything that is a premium large yes, format. Yes, but I could I could put a twice the size picture in my theatre and call it a premium large format, couldn't yes. I? Shall I tell you what box office But it's not say? a format then, is it? It's just a, it's a <laughs> 4K it as well. picture it's a that's bigger than it was before. It's a brand. But box office pro says... What do they know? <clears throat> well, yeah. well, discuss after this. And this was in 2018, so it is pretty ancient. So. Yeah. Daniel Laurier, if yes. you're listening, I'm yeah. using your words here. Uh-huh. Using the airline industry as an analogy, premium large format, PLF, auditoriums bring a business or first class experience to moviegoers around the world. These auditoriums, auditoriums often combine the latest in cinema technology, 
cutting edge sound and projection with amenities like premium and recliner seats. Mm -hmm. So actually, but, but I think they're that. decent. 24 frames a second, 14 mm. foot Lambert, 2D scope. Yeah, yeah. But you don't <laughs> premium know that. premium if it's done correctly. You know, if I'm going to see, a, I price. mean, at the risk of using old formats as an example, but if I'm going to see 70 mil, I know I'm going to see 70 mil. But calling it a PLF tells me nothing. But I, I think that a 70mm would be considered a premium format now because it's not common. Quite rightly. If you've mm. ever seen 70mm done properly, it looks absolutely glorious. Definition of premium. Mm -hmm. yeah. Quality and, and and hard to get hold of. Okay, and... but it's not oh. a format. No, it's, it's not a format, is it? Well, Am I well, being, I know, I, I you, is <coughs> well yes. I, I think I think 70mm is a isn't, is it not No, 70 mils of format. Yeah, yes. absolutely 70 mils okay. of format. But just putting a bigger screen in is not a format. It's still 4K, 2K, whatever your projector is. You can't say, well, I'm going to go to the PLF screen because it's got 27K. It's got all the Ks. It's got everything okay. I need. It's so not it's a got format. The, okay. But <laughs> IMAX is a format if it's in IMAX, like it's been shot with IMAX cameras. IMAX film. I'm, well, IMAX film is definitely a format. But also, so IMAX digital is also a format. Well, it can be, can't it? Because they've got they shoot with the digital cameras and they've got the two... In a way, a bit like yeah. Dolby Cinema is a format. I mean, actually, it's Dolby, Dolby Cinema is the greatest area, in a way, isn't it? Because you can... Well, they have the deepest contrast ratio. Well, and all of that stuff. But what I mean is that it's still a... either It's a 4K, as I can show in my cinema. No, it's not. It's not. No. It's not. Okay, I stand corrected. No, it's not. It's a specially right. mastered DCP that's yeah. mastered for 30 foot lambdas instead okay, of 14. Okay, well then that's a format, isn't it? And it's it? got a million to one contrast ratio. Okay, well then that's a format, and, yeah. and that's yeah. great. No, 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 I, I'm all for But yeah. you, we, we need but to understand a, that. So it's Just not, being able it's to not... slap PLF on anything isn't right. Yeah, but... Mm. Oh, so... Mm. <laughs> also, just sorry, going back to the IMAX point. Yeah. Do IMAX still have um, guidelines on how the auditorium should be set up, where the speakers should be, and... and yes. all of, yeah, so, oh, very so, much so. Yeah, so, very much so. As if, did Dolby. So if they are overlooking that, then I believe that that makes it a premium large format because it's not your conventional 5-1 setup. I'm not saying IMAX isn't a premium yeah. large format. I'm just saying calling it extreme screen and making it bigger is not a format. Making the picture bigger is not a format. Yeah, I think I think what's happening is that they're they're, they're creating a premium room. As well, then call it that. Don't call no, it no, a no, format. No, no. Maybe I, I, I'm being I, a little picky. Yeah, but. but but I think that's your point. Is that yeah. it's not it's technically not a format. No, it's a premium experience. It's not scope. It's not wide. It's a it's premium not, room because yeah. you you may have a cinema that's two K everywhere, but the premium room is four K, or everything's five one or seven one, and the premium room is Atmos. But would you and consider four K a premium format? I'm not sure I would. I mean, there's I, enough four K out there. For, for it. Not necessarily mm. a, not to be format. a premium format. That's what I'm saying. I think your problem is the fact that it's down. It's being mentioned as a format, yes, rather than just a premium experience, because four K. Pre is, a, is probably more of a premium experience than 2K, depending on the room. And if it's a big room, then you, you kind of need 4K. Mm -hmm. yes. So are you actually going away from the large? Mm -hmm. It's merely a premium, premium. Yeah. experience. Format? Premium experience? See, see, so it's a premium I, I, room. But I can I, I create think, that without it being long. But I, I, think that yes. we're, I think that we're focusing on format as, yeah, the, te as, as the technical aspect of it. Obviously, we are a technical podcast, technical group, fine. Mm. But actually, the room could also be considered a format. Whatever room you go into can be configured. It's a in configuration. A, it's a configuration. Mm. So, 
So the room could also be format. I mean, it's loose, it's loose, I get it, but... It, it doesn't it? tell yeah, me what, anything because yeah, it could be any but, number of but isn't, premiumness. But isn't that the point where they've come up with a set of letters that defines yeah. something that is a differentiator? What makes your cinema different to somebody else's yeah. cinema? Well, yeah. you call it a PLF because it's different. I think it's in your case, you've guff. got a beautiful cinema with yeah. beautiful seats and a beautiful screen mm. and a beautiful projector. But I wouldn't have the balls but, to call it a PLF. No, though. but it's a differentiator. <laughs> but your people, your customers know it's different. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and mm. Odeon run multiplexes. You do a very very good job of running multiplexes and really high quality rooms within that with Dolby Cinema and everything else. There's a lot of other multiplex operators don't do as a yeah. But the, what's the, the PLF? The, you're you're the, aiming at something PLF's, that is PLF started really when with like effectively IMAX. It was yeah. big. Which I accept mm. is yeah. a format. But then, but then what happened is everybody started to create their own version of that. Version of that yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they just kept the name of PLF. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think the word or the acronym PLF is actually marketed to guests. Uh, it does turn up in the, the, the end of name, trailers and things. The name of them, the name yeah. of them, um, like IMAX, Dolby, with iSense Ultra Screen, yeah. Yeah. Ultra Screen, <laughs> super, What's that? I've not heard of that one. Super Screen, Extreme, yeah. What, but if whatever. I have I, I had Upstream with four X's in it in Upfield, yeah. would that be a premium large format? Well, you well if you want to do, yeah. yeah but if it's you, not if, though. It's if, not. If, if all your rooms were the same, then maybe not. But if you had a room that you wanted to make okay. special, in maybe some way. given that we've all you know had to adhere to standards over the years, what is the standard for a PLF? There, there isn't. There isn't one. So how are you allowed to market it as such? But, because I if I say Mike's point, it's not necessarily marketed as a PLF. It's merely marketed as somebody's differentiator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. But if I said my car was better because it had a red seats in it, red leather seats in mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. you made a that, premium format car. Yeah. Then some people would go like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah," and then some people, people would be like. Just, Call it Back a premium off. format because it's just bolted on to what was actually a premium format with IMAX. Mm. It's it's not. If if it was to start again and we said, okay, we're going to have fifteen different premium, you know, experiences, probably wouldn't use the word format. Mm. But it, because well, I think they it's the word format, format that gets up my nose. Yeah. I think I had a premium experience at uh, the Electric Birmingham. Yeah. For a uh, murder, she wrote. Quote ah, okay, yeah. And I would say that was a premium. Was it? Experience. Okay, well, we've got another one on Saturday. So, yeah. oh, well. <laughs> the, the point being is, it's, it's that cinema's premium room. Yeah. Do you know what I mean whether it's a format or not? It's that cinema's premium room. It's the big ticket on a Friday to watch that film in there because it's got the best projection, the best sound, the best seats, the best lighting, the best carpets, the best everything. Um, because best you go family. in there and you, and you feel like, wow, this is a, this is a nice room. This is mm. a really nice room. And it doesn't have to be the format. I mean, obviously, the, the tech nerds the like tech yourself are going, well, it's are not gonna a format, go, is it? Well, well yeah, but they're going to no. know where the format is. They're going to say, right, well, <coughs> you know, I, this is this is 4K, this is Atmos, I can get that here, I can get that there. I, I can't get Dolby anywhere else. I can't get IMAX anywhere else. So, you know, I, it, it's just, it's, a, it's why people buy 4K Blu-rays as opposed to normal DVDs. Some people appreciate it, some people don't. And some people play them on their 2K TVs. They mm. do. Yeah. And so, they know the difference. And a lot of 4K <laughs> Blu-rays aren't even from a 4K master, which is even more hilarious, but yeah. that's another. Problem. Yeah. Oh, it's a bit of upscaling. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's just a way of differentiating a special room for whatever reason they call it special. Yeah. And it's 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 a nice room, or it should be a nice room. And you know what? If it makes people buy more tickets, then it, can, it makes our industry tick over. It's they interesting as well. Nice I was well. reading an article you were, and they were saying that it was, a, I think it was the same article anyway, they were saying that it's actually something, I think one of our elves pointed out that someone in yes. CinemaCon was saying that they object to yeah, PLFs. It doesn't, doesn't help them. It doesn't help them because they want all of their films to be shown yeah. in the best light, with the mm. best sound, yeah. in all cases. Yeah. Um, which is what all directors want. Which is true. Want. Yeah. But... Yes, what, that's what you're always yeah. going to get is you're going to get, you know, we all know that not all rooms are created equal. Mm -hmm. You mean, whether that's speakers, projection, screen, acoustics, covered seats. A, covered a lot of that this evening. Yeah, with ex mm. Exactly. Prices. They're, they're yeah. all going to affect the presentation. Mm -hmm. um, and having a premium format or premium room, if there is an uplift on the ticket price, then that is going to help that big film make more money on the opening weekend. And therefore, and that matters to a lot of people. Yeah. I suppose the filmmaker in that particular article was saying that all the rooms I want my film shown in should be of a minimum yeah, standard, I agree which I would absolutely agree yeah, with. I agree which, with that. Isn't which that is what they all should be anyway? Well, well they yeah. should, they should uh, be they're not. Compliant. Compliant. <laughs> yeah, that's... They should all be showing 14 yeah, but, uh, foot Lamberts with yeah. colours that are being uh, shot with a proper colour meter. Yeah, but mm -hmm. who has a colour meter and an engineer to do that for them when they don't have technical staff? So mm. they do the best they can. But well, oh, it's going yeah. to be there or thereabouts. Do you mean for for mm. for fourteen foot Lamberts and mm. for for five point one? Mm -hmm. No, they're they're about, um, <laughs> and you know a premium will make sure it is. Do you mean uh, you oh. should have a Ooh, that's premium? That's a whole other where it is bees wax, always isn't it? because premium rooms generally get checked a lot more than what non than what standard. But that's standard. a bit sad, isn't I, it? I think no, in your world, no, but I don't think I'm, not, I'm talking about IMAX. I'm talking about oh, Dolby. Uh, yes. right. They they come out and they they, they come out and they they regularly part of the deal is mm. that they come yes. out and they regularly service everything. Yeah. yeah. The other premium, the the in-house premium format, shall we call them? Uh, excuse the format. Extreme. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Extreme. <laughs> um, they should be. Yeah. yeah. Whether they are or not is down to the individual exhibitor. They should be. So therefore, the the customer has no guarantee that me calling it a premium large format actually has any particular standard it has to adhere to. No, but also... I can just call it that and... Yeah, but what does that matter if they're happy? Oh, what? Oh, yeah. oh that's a whole other... That's a whole <laughs> other thing. You know, we've all made mistakes during shows mm -hmm. and no one's noticed and you think, why do I bother? Oh, you know, no, you oh, no, no yeah. I don't think that at all. But what I'm saying is mm. that... You know, there are very depressing yeah, you can't. moments where you think, oh, I've shown that in the wrong ratio, or I've, you know, well, I can't whatever. imagine you've ever done that. Oh, of course. Of course no, you we've, haven't we've done all, that. I've put the wrong reel on, you know. I mean, I've, done, I've, I've, put, I've been showing films for oh, so long. Thank God for digital. Yeah, I've, I've done it all. But what I mean is that, you know. But you never got away with a 35 mil run backwards, though. No, I did no. run one Wrong order, once. maybe. But, wrong yeah. order. Yeah. I once we had a terrible night in Upfield once where we were showing the Empire Strikes Back. Well, don't tell me this, I'll cry. It was what nineteen eighty. It was a weird night. One, two, three, six, four, five. It was a weird night, <laughs> and um, Harry H. Corbett was in. <laughs> For the younger viewers, he was in uh, Steptoe and Son. There you go. For the even younger, I don't know. Anyway, 
He was a famous, famous actor. I, I know Steptoe's on Yeah, I mean, but only because my dad actor. used to watch it. He was in, and I was in the box, and something happened. I can't remember exactly what it was. I think, anyway, and I had to rewind the film back, and I had to do it on the wine bench, and I put the, the top on the bottom and the bottom on the top. So when I started again, it was all going backwards. It was a hell of a night. Harry H. Corbett, Empire Strikes Back, going backwards. It was a nightmare. And he came in with this dolly bird. And um, For the younger audience, can you please uh, explain sorry, what dolly Sorry, oh, is? dolly bird. No, is that the wrong thing to say? He came in with a younger woman. Thank you. <laughs> and our cashier said to him, is your dad someone famous? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not his dad, Jackie. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> So I yes, I have shown this. a film backwards mm. before. You've told me this Empire Strikes Back story before. And have I? Got I? Upset about yeah. <laughs> Just it was uh, only for a few minutes. For the listeners, Mike Bradbury is crying. Yeah, right well, now. you know, as long as the soundtrack's on the right side, you can easily do it. Well, mm. no, you can't easily do it. But it was quite something. I'd say I was yeah. quite... It was actually the scene where they're escaping from... Uh, um, Hoth. Yeah, no, the, uh, the, the best bin. Yeah. And and um, and then they didn't. Chewbacca was upside down and going backwards. <laughs> it just sounded like something Chewbacca would do. Yeah, <laughs> it probably sounded the same. Oh, I've done, you know, I've done it all. I don't know. How did we get onto bad bad? Uh, anyway. So where were we before this? I don't know. <laughs> Slight digression. Yeah, pluffs. Pluffs. Well, I just. So it's think... not a format. Your your beef is a format. It's not yeah, a format. It's just yeah. But it is a it is a room that we're saying is we everyone is saying is a good room mm. this is where you should watch the film mm. on the opening night and your other six screens are shite is that what no, no. <laughs> call the super room <laughs> no you know when you order an uber yes yeah and you, you get an option of car don't you right yeah, yeah you can either have a standard car XL. or you can have an xl car you can have a limo you, you can, can have, have one that fits a bicycle in the back exactly you get those a lot. So you've yeah. got a choice depending <laughs> on what you want to do Fair and if you want to sit in a reclining seat and or a comfortable seat and listen to it in Atmos rather than five one, then fair enough. You've almost convinced me, but not quite. I just think they should drop the word format. Yeah, no, I think I I do get where you're coming from, but I do think that you should stop being so hung up on the word. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love you. Is it you are, you're just getting a little. So I text you. You went instantly quiet the other day I texted you and said if you had a multiplex with yes. a big screen you yes. wouldn't turn it into a big room a big premium room call it a, a premium probably wouldn't actually you wouldn't no. yeah yeah even if that said that you could make more money off extra that room extra three pound a ticket really good mm, don't know I think I would be reticent to call it a PLF mm. Well, you wouldn't have to call it a PLF. That's optional. You I'd could... charge more for it if it was a yeah. better experience. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, that's all people are doing. Yeah, okay. That's and, all and people And we have that in, in Upfield. We have that. We have a screen which has, you know, um, reclining seats and food delivery and all the rest of it, and we charge more for it. That is a pre- that is a premium experience. Well, it's not a large format because the screen's quite small. Well, we'll just we'll premium, change the maybe it's small larger. Format. We'll premium small format. Change the L to luxury, premium luxury format. Oh, yes. okay. That yes. I can appreciate a little more. Yes. I'd say. So you can still call it PLF and be part of the club. Part of this club and the end of trailers. <laughs> then maybe you'll be less See hostile. In, but that doesn't. Yeah. See it in IMAX. That gets on my nose. Why does that get on your nose? <laughs> 
Why? Well, because I bet IMAX don't have in their in their foyer seat at the pitch house upfield, do they? No. Because the seats are really comfy. No, but what I mean is, oh, why, why do I have to cross promote IMAX? Why do I have to do that? Yeah. The Tesco's wouldn't have it's, buy it at Sainsbury's. It's like what I was saying <laughs> earlier. You know, you go and watch it in IMAX. It's yeah. a little bit more expensive. It's going to no. boost the box no. office can, for the weekend. Can I give you an, an actual yeah. answer to that question? Yes. Because obviously you don't want to spend an awful lot of money creating two separate trailers, one that says C and IMAX and one that doesn't. So from a... It doesn't help me, though. I know it doesn't help you, but it helps the production company. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's not my concern. I mean, but, you seriously wouldn't say... No, well, I think you not. should buy your beans at Sainsbury's. Well, maybe you just don't show the trailer. Tesco, you? If, if Sainsbury's <laughs> paid you money to, you might. Yeah, but they're not, no one's paying me. No, I know. But Sainsbury's might say, you know, if we give you a little bit more money, can you put on your advert, buy these beans at Sainsbury's? Mm. Which happens, actually. Look, I don't have a problem with IMAX. I have no problem with it at all. What about but beans? I have a problem with putting a poster in my foyer yeah. that says "See an IMAX." When you don't have an IMAX screen, yeah, I complete, yeah. I completely understand that. <laughs> Get a little sticker. Yeah. Over there. Yeah. No one will ever know. Well, I don't mind also available in IMAX. Oh, right, I can okay. cope with that. But yeah. see an IMAX. Okay, fine. Must go to IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your nearest IMAX? Oh, it's not a problem for me because yeah, it's nowhere say, nearby. But you know, <laughs> well, there is in Birmingham, obviously, as well on the road. But, oh yeah, you know, uh, but not that I don't think electric customers are worried about IMAX. I mean, um, but in Oxford, no, I don't know where would the nearest IMAX be. Gosh, no idea. Blue water, blue water, probably. Yeah, yeah she's, you no, wants to go there. Really Jesus. wouldn't. Chatham. <laughs> it's just too far away. Chatham, we got one. Chatham, no, that's way. That's like an hour and a half away. Right. No. I mean, I Probably the BFI actually is be the be the actual the easiest one to get to. It's time for ice cream <laughs> nuts. <laughs> Intermissions. Well, because you used to have the sales ads, which came from the Kaleidoscope thing. Yeah. And Odeon had a bunch of them, didn't they? <laughs> it's time for ice cream nuts. The first choice. Yeah. <laughs> 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 are, you, are you any the wiser? Before my time. Oh, no, no, it was oh, not. Yeah, that's not before your time. It so wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm probably the oldie in this group, but uh, yes. Kiora. Yeah. No. We were going to we um, get digital yes, versions of those. I know I do. It was oh, the worst tasting yeah, software we ever. So the, you know, for the films that we bring back, yeah. we were going to bring back the old logos oh. as well and put them on before. That would be amazing. Yeah, I know. But we can't find a decent enough version. Can you not? Oh. There's loads on YouTube. No, yeah, but there was yeah, yeah, but as soon like as you make them into a DCP, they're like, yeah, I suppose. You just no. need to get a digital artist to... The, yeah, um, the Kiora one was Leonard Roster in the projection box. Do you remember that one? Yeah. 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 My my local <laughs> pop-up cinema, um, yes. 
a lovely chap that runs it called Matt. Um, he always shows uh, trailers that are suitable for the feature that he's about to show. So we had like Total Recall last week, and he showed all trailers from that same year that was oh, that wow. same genre. Oh, okay. Oh, he bloody loves 1990. It. Is that what it was? In yeah. the Armed Forces wow. cinemas, they show the national anthem before every feature, and it is standing orders. You have to stand and salute. Lame. Wow. No, that, that's what they do in India. That's what he they do in India. He just told us he didn't remember. He was too young yeah, to remember the Odeon one, and he yeah. comes out with that. They yeah. still show them now in yeah. the Armed Forces cinemas. Yeah. Well, that's just the fault. They have a DCP, <laughs> or well, they have the Queen. They must have made one for the King. Well, they do. They do that in India. So you stand up for the national anthem before wow. the film. There were thirty-five mil prints. What was the other one? Of uh, the national anthem, and if you didn't stand, the sergeant arms in the cinema <laughs> was in t- wow. instructed to remove the people yeah. from the cinema. Cleaning drinks for weeks. Now yep. is the time. The time for ice cream. Ice cream time. No, I don't remember that. From Lions Made. No. No, you're on no. the island on your own with that one. <laughs> <laughs> tumbleweed, tumbleweed, tumbleweed. Oh, I'm sorry, everyone. Yeah. Sorry, listener. So, um, Graham, um, yes. I believe you have a cinema that you support that's bloody miles away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought it might be interesting to, to bring it up because I find it quite amusing that someone has to go there. <laughs> oh, what, the one the, the, down at the other end of yeah, the planet? Yeah, yeah, yes. that one, yeah. Well, we do have two screens down there in the Falkland yeah. Islands, yes. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What happens if they call and say, you know... <laughs> we, we dial up and try and do it remotely. Right, OK. But if they, if they need a fuse replacing in their amplifier... Uh, it takes 19 hours to fly there. That is incredible. Wow. Can I come and work for you? <laughs> Just for those trips, please. Do you really want to fly down there? I'd quite like to go to the Falkland Islands. It's like, it's on my bucket list. You can listen to a few audio books on the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could, oh, I could do loads of snoozing. Yeah. I just yeah. have to check that I can actually, like, be seconded. Um, yeah, your weekend, yeah. Oh, yeah, during the weekend, fine. <laughs> how, long, how long have you been supporting that cinema? Well, those screens, I should say. That's the, it started off as one screen which had 35 mil and we must have put it in in the mid 90s. Mm-hmm. Changed to digital when or is it still 35 mil? No, 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 it is digital. Um, and in fact, the second screen is laser. Wow. We have cinemas that are 52 <laughs> degrees south and we have cinemas that are 56 degrees north in Iceland. Mm. Wow. And that's about up. as geeky as we get, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so all, all of the cinemas in Iceland are basically owned by the same company, right? No, there's two major operators. So you've got Samfilm and... Senna. Senna. Mm. Don't deal with Senna. Yeah, Samfilm are fun. Yeah. Nice people. Yeah? I've not mm. met them. I just uh, liaise with them. On a regular basis, but I've, ne- I've never met. I will them. make introductions in Barcelona. Oh my goodness, I would love that so much. Do you meet mm. Thor? Yes. Oh, I want to meet Thor. He's Thor. <laughs> yes, Thor sounds wonderful. I email him. A sounds lot. like he should be from the north. He's one of the film bookers mm. for Sam Film. Right. He's okay. kind of a big deal. I'm not going to be nice. in Barcelona. Well, we know that. Yeah. Um, Why aren't you going to be here? Which, which we're very upset about because we were going to do a podcast. In I Barcelona, know, I'm but sorry. We can't do that. So. Well, my eldest son is getting married. Yeah. So I kind of have to be there, really. Well, you don't know. have to be there. Well, I do. We can give you a Microsoft Teams link yeah, from well, the beach. You know, I've waited a long time for this. Speech. He's 32, for God's sake. Uh, I've waited a long time for this. Well, 32 years, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first, first of my. Four children getting married. Oh, so. wow. I know. Four. Yeah. I've got to find out what's causing it. 
Um, <laughs> Clearly, I haven't scared them off. <laughs> uh, and it's not my oldest, actually. Uh, Katie's my oldest, who runs the electric. But mm. um, yeah, he's getting married, so I really do. And on a Tuesday, because this is what the poor young people have to do now. They have to get married on a Tuesday because it's cheaper. Cheaper on a Tuesday. Cheaper, it's bargain Tuesday yeah. apparently on the, in the in the world of weddings. So is it like Orange Wednesday? It's or like Orange. Oh, it's like Orange yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, free meerkat dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I will have to be there for that, and because it's Tuesday, I can't really, you know. No. It's, yeah, it's right, right in the middle, middle, isn't it? I mean, you yeah. could you could come for the final day. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because I'll be hungover. No, Thursday. Well, you still, still be hungry. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not often your oldest son gets married, is it? So, so what's your oldest son's name, if you don't Harry. mind? Harry. Well, congratulations, Harry. Harry yeah. is marrying Hannah and my... Oh, uh, congratulations, H-H. Hannah. H.H. and my uh, grandson, Stanley, Yeah, I'd like be to, the ring bearer. I'd, I'd like to thank that. Harry and Hannah for giving everybody yeah. at Cinema Europe some peace. <laughs> some peace and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> For um, once. <laughs> Stanley is named after Stanley Kubrick. Really? really? Yeah. I wanted to name my kid Stanley yeah. for that reason. <laughs> and he was, weren't having it. Life, <laughs> life is better with Stanley. I know, although I didn't get Luke. Yeah, right. There are yeah. some hotel bars that are going to be really depressed that Kevin's not there. Yeah, they mm. probably will. Mm. Yeah, they'll close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably. So, shame. yeah, it's a, it's a shame you won't be with us. Um, I shall but miss we are you all. going to try and get together in July, yeah. So oh, that we can yeah. do one for July because obviously we're not going to do one in June. Um, so let's try and get our finger out. And Please come to the cold, dark north. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got a lot going I on in, in, in July because I'm reseating Screen One in Upfield, and we're reseating the electric, and I, I there's just, all sorts going. I on. feel like Manchester is is the place to be. Easy yeah. enough to get to. Yeah. yeah. Easy to get to, yeah. Especially for me and yeah. me. <laughs> well, it's not too bad for me because I'm often in Birmingham. So exactly. Not too bad. So, at the risk of um, elongating this podcast yeah. for another hour, does anybody else have any last orders that they would like to bring up? Well, the only thing I was thinking of was I get a lot of people, particularly in the light of some of the very long films that we've had recently. People saying, "Oh, have you got an interval in it?" Because there's a slight purist, I, can't, I won't put an interval into a film that doesn't have one, but should we? You know, back in back in the day when I were a youth, um, yes. and I worked for a UK-based distributor, we get the email quite often saying, "Is there a preferred intermission time code?" Mm. Mm, and then we code, and right. then we would ask yes. the Filmmaker. production company right. or filmmakers who. Well, you know where that should be, and they and would say no. No, and often they would say yes. Oh, and it okay. Would, and it would be tied in to chapter breaks on a DVD. So obviously, you get chapter breaks on DVD, probably about That's eight of them in a normal, normal film, about eight. Okay. And and it would usually be the fourth one. So there are agreed points. So where not, they're not actually dead against it. Right. They're not. So they're not dead against it. But at I was, the end of reels. Yeah. Uh, no, no, not even. No, is that uh, is that. Uh, creative choice times. Yeah. Um, very rare you get a film with eight reels. Oh no, wait, there's loads of films with uh, eight reels at the moment. Uh, isn't there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, in the days when uh, we on film, 
Brilliant. We had, uh, for instance, a title like Dances with Wolves or JFK or whatever, mm. when we were on a tower, mm. mm-hmm. the distributor had to supply some kind of idea of where the interval would Yeah, be. So, so that is still a thing. Mm. Um, it's just, it's not broadcast widely, and if you ask permission, then mm. they will probably give you a an idea as to when they would like it to be. Because ultimately, once the film's out there and you've got the KDM... Mm. As much as I hate to admit it, you can pretty much do what you want. Okay, so, I mean, presumably the software itself will uh, facilitate an interval? You can put a pause in, can you? Well, yes and no. No, you can put an interval in. You can even put something in the interval if you wanted to. Oh, that, no, no. See, again, we're back to PLF, so no, 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 no. no. <laughs> no the I'm interval not has to be should. silent yeah. in, my, in my book. I'm not saying you should. I'm no. just saying you could. You okay. could put a card up or something. That's oh, nice. yes. Most, most modern servers now allow you to have an intermission queue. You can run a different yeah. DCP, and it will drop back to the point yeah. of your intermission queue okay. and even back it up yeah. by 10, 15 seconds. But just like, because we can doesn't mean we, we should. should. No, oh, okay. so, it's Wait. entirely up to you. But there are territories which we look after where they have intermissions yeah. in every single feature. They are show getting, local adverts. Are you getting requests for Yeah, this? of course. Wow. A lot. Because a lot of my audience are... Uh, Incontinent. Are being, uh, yeah. Well, I didn't want to say that, but yeah. <laughs> in need. <laughs> they are in need of a break to relieve their... Um, Problem and uh, and yeah and and do you know what I'd sell more stuff, but as a movie purist, I know it sounds a bit highfalutin. No, but you know if there's not an inter, if the director hasn't put an interval in it, I've always felt squeamish about not putting an interval in. Just it. ask. If you don't ask, you don't get. It. They no, might say no, so. and if they say no, don't do it. If they yeah, say yes, then surely do you it. would only put it in something that was long. Uh, oh yeah. So there is, a, there is a cinema local to me. all films too long anyway. There, so. There's a cinema local to me that puts an intermission every single film. Every it winds single me film. up. Oh, okay. It'll be like 98-minute film and there'll be an intermission. And I don't want to go and buy more minutes. I went fine. Is, is there a point where you could potentially have advertised the fact that this is an intermission show, show and this is and this not is an intermission, intermission show? show. It's a bit like the ones where you have to yeah. have subtitles and not. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Premium inter- intermission <laughs> format. With what? subtitles. A piff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you could add subtitles to have a piss. Yeah. <laughs> would that? Um, yeah. But would that knock out all of your programming if you put in a fifteen-minute intermission? Would that yeah, knock course. out all of your programming? Well, I mean, you know, I, I'm actually the one that does all the yeah. TMS stuff. But so, say you've got uh, like four shows a day, then you've got an hour taken out. By yeah, of course, because of course, it's a piss. Of course. And then maybe you can only fit in three shows. A day. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Oh, so then your revenue. Yeah, but then if you're buying more stuff, you're making more money. Yeah, on the foods. Um. Because interestingly, I mean, intermissions don't work in operas in that way. They don't buy anything. They don't say, one more canetto, give it to me. Two 20-minute <laughs> intervals in an opera and they don't buy anything. It drives Why? me crazy. I don't know. You you need to play the cornetto. Do you have yeah. some yeah. ones? I think so. They go out and they buy another bottle. Well, maybe we need to... A 25 quid. Well, in, in the actual opera house, no. yes. Seeing it in a cinema. Really? Yes. Not, not in my cinema, is it, eh? Right. Maybe we need now is the time. <laughs> the time for ice cream. <laughs> ice cream time. <laughs> do you have someone come in with an ice cream thing? We do, yeah. yeah. And we sell a bit of ice cream, usually honey they, and ginger. What are they wearing? But, <laughs> do you have one that sells wine? 
Maybe we should do that. Yeah. Yeah. Old people love wine. Do they? Yeah. yeah. Did you see the What do you lady? mean? You're pointing at me when you said that. <laughs> you all of us. There was I'm a lady who was interviewed on the BBC News and she was, she actually. got there two days before the coronation. She got there with her wine yeah. bottle. She'd taken the bag out of a wine box oh, and put no. it in the freezer. Oh, wow. So she got there and it was still frozen. And as it was unfreezing, she dispensed it into a glass. I really hope that was white wine. It was. Okay, yeah. good. It's a good yeah. way of pacing yourself. Yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Taking those cubes at the top. But, you know, I mean, I'm not against it. It's just, it's just funny because we do get a lot of requests for it, particularly in an avatar or a... Um... Well, it makes perfect sense. I mean, James Cameron's probably not going to want an intermission, but no. by and large, I think a lot of independent cinemas would have put one in Anyway. Regardless, so I would love to ask someone like James Cameron. Sorry to interrupt you. There. No, no. You uh, go I'd ahead. love to ask someone like James Cameron, who makes a three-hour, twenty-minute film, to say, "Would you rather <laughs> someone just go out and have a pee, yeah, you know, and miss <laughs> and enjoy your film, three, four minutes, five yeah. minutes of the critical of the film, yeah, or would you rather put an intermission in it that you're deciding where it's going to fade yeah. down and come yeah, back yeah. in?" Um, so they don't miss anything. So yeah. I, I think that that's why you should ask. Yeah. Because okay. I think that some directors, you know, it would be an interesting question for, you know, the distributor probably hasn't even thought of it. Mm. It would be an interesting question for them to ask the production company. And because, of course, you want people to walk out at that one time where mm. you have designated. Or is it something better not to ask? Well, do it. I've got to start asking now. Well, it is. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. It's yeah. one of my favourite. To favorite air is human. Oh, no, that happens to me all the time. It drives me insane. To air is human. <laughs> to forgive is divine. Mm. I think that um, I'm going to start asking because it's an, it's an, you know, because actually, in, again, going back to the olden, olden days, if there was an intermission in a film, it was built in. The director mm-hmm. built it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and the music would well and the camera would crane up and there'd be intermission. And... I think a lot of the filmmakers that are making the super duper long films are actually those same yeah. filmmakers. Yeah. You know, they're, they're probably, you know they probably won't be massively surprised by the request. No. No. Any other last orders? Anybody want to bring up anything that's burning away? No, just Nothing the last four me, bottles of wine that we drunk. Thank you for um, inviting me because it's been great fun. Well, thank you for coming, Graham. Yeah, thanks, Graham. It's been it's great. Been, uh, it's been wonderful. We, um, well, we were said we were going to try and get Simon. We always mention Simon, don't we? But I think he's a very, very, Simon. very good replacement. Am I a substitute, yeah. Simon? No, no, you're not substitute. No, he oh. never no. shows up. No, no. <laughs> it's like. It's like <laughs> you're superior at this we point. Him, Thank you very much. We've booked him several times, but yeah. you know, he's always it's, busy. It's like firing Ronaldo and getting messy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Gonna have to think about that one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you really just call Simon Ronaldo. You did. I, yeah. I believe that Graham might be our new Harland. Harland? Oh. Yeah, I think Graham's our Harland. Yeah. Uh, you're not football based. 50, no. 50 oh, Erling yeah. Harland. Yeah. Oh, he, he looks oh is he the one that got lots of. He's done all the goal in. Yes, yeah. 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 All the goal I saw him on the telly the other day. Yeah. Oh, he's, it's very yeah. good. He's yeah. terrifying to look at. I would not want to mess with him in a no. dark alley. He's Ooh. Norwegian. He's a puppy. Is he? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. Yeah, so thank you everybody for coming to London and doing the In the Pub with Mike Bradbury once more. Um, thanks to Graham, Tony. 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 <laughs> Tony, who is called and, Kevin. And, Ke- and Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> and our elves, of which we couldn't do it without. So thank you very much. So um, 
to one of the bungle to all the botched. I'd like to thank you all and just say thank God I'm leaving.